You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can thing stop Monero is a false belief a false that, belief it, can be that it can be stopped. And if you want to, and if win, you the want to win the revolution fast, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Hello, hello. All right, good morning. Who's morning? Good morning, good morning. Hello, hello. Happy Saturday, everyone. I was just daydreaming as I was listening to your intro. Oh, it's mesmerizing. So inspiring. It? <laughs> it really is. Oh, that's sweet. Is our camera a little crooked? Uh, Whatever. No. People get a different angle. I think it's fine. No, it's fine on screen. We've got we to take down our tray. Today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. The last day, please. Did we make tree. it to Little Christmas or when was? When was what? Little Christmas, or what do you call it? You call oh, it uh, the other red. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was the that? Three thing? wise men. Yeah, yeah, that was the sixth. That was the sixth. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so we're, we're done. Way we're all There's yeah, no excuses. We're holidayed out. Happy, happy New Year. <laughs> we're good. We're good. So what do we got? What do we got? We got. Let's keep small talk com- fast. All righty. So continue. Oh, Monerotopia, guys, get your tickets. We're gonna raise prices really, really soon, as Ooh, opposed to wow. really soon. All right, let's let's set a date. We're gonna raise prices in two weeks from now. No, one week from now. One week from now, uh, we'll no longer be selling the early uh, early bird tickets or twenty tickets sold, whichever comes first. Ooh. All right, guys, that's it. Get your tickets today, please. That's it. We're too kind. We keep we keep just letting it lag. But even when when you know. Prices are super reasonable when you look at the other conferences that are going on. I think like yes. the Bitcoin twenty twenty two is at like it's like six hundred dollars or it's like yeah. the cheapest ticket. I think is six hundred bucks for that. Yeah, something like that, or maybe even seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and then the Bitcoin conference is ours like is thousands. early bird is fifty nine dollars. Come on, guys, it's right <laughs> on the block. Um, yeah, we're hoping that some people go to both, right? So then that's like a reason why they could like it's cheap enough where if they want to go to Bitcoin twenty twenty two, then they could slip away, literally walk down the block, come to ours, and it's like cheap enough where it would make sense for them to do that. Um and then yeah, guns and bitcoin, that's like four hundred bucks, I think is their yeah, early it's like ticket. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going up. So you get a lot of bang for the buck with Monerotopia, guys. Um any other things to announce in Monerotopia this week? Uh yeah, we have a well. Let's uh thank yeah, thank our sponsors. Obviously, as always, as always, we thank you so much. We got Cake Wallet, um, store, send, receive <laughs> your Monero safely, and much more. And, and I think much, we have a, a special. Yeah, we have a special up. announcement. Uh, yeah, later later today later <laughs> in the show. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you, Cake Wallet. As always, um, as always. Um, then Coin Cards is the other one you can buy. Uh gift cards with your Monero. Yeah, they just posted again recently. Monero's once again like top four. Be nice to see Monero jump to like number one most really? used coin for coin we cards. That to it's, I think it's creeping up. It's creeping up. <laughs> so yeah, go to coincards.com uh, to get your uh, gift cards. Um, 
only uh yeah i guess in north america canada and the united states um and he'll be on. he'll be at the conference i believe yes he will yep. i believe so yeah yeah and then last but not least special announcement our new sponsor ivpn yes thank you thank you so we much need, we need the applause uh, button do i have it here oh no, uh, <laughs> oh, no. This definitely not. Uh, all right hold on ivpn yeah <laughs> Still getting used to this mixer. Uh, yeah, guys. So <laughs> that's uh, you know VPN service, and they accept Monero, so you can purchase their, their service anonymously. You don't need to use an email, and you can use Monero to purchase it. And if you go to their website, read up on them. Uh, you know they're they're really into privacy. At the end of the day, you know you're you're kind of trusting your VPN when you move to a VPN. Um, so IPV and we get all good vibes from them and we know there's a lot of other people in the Monero community that are talking highly of them and using them. So, I uh, don't want to say trusted by the Monero community cause I want to get in trouble with that. I want to misuse that <laughs> language. Uh, but, uh, gaining trust with the Monero community and we highly recommend them, especially because you can use Monero to, to buy their services. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll be doing that. I actually, we're currently not using one here, um, but I'm gonna we'll give that a go. Sorry yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, I guess uh, for Monerotopia listeners, uh, you can get a 14 day free test account by emailing Monerotopia at ivpn.net. Oh, so even with awesome. the blank email, even a blank email will do. So you'll get a gift code. So again, email Monerotopia at ivpn.net. Um, and you'll get 14 day uh, free test account. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so if so they say Monero Toby, they're getting Yeah, if they discount. email that. Yep. Oh, if cool. they email that. So and once again, yeah, you could pay with Monero, which is very cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, so check them out. And uh once again, uh, we're just uh we're letting you guys know we're gonna be down in Miami next weekend. Woohoo! I'm so excited. It's freezing here. Um, we're going to the North American Bitcoin conference. Um so for those of you that live in Miami or are going to this conference, yeah, reach out, reach out, DM us, up. us or email us. And, uh, you know, maybe we can hang, chill, grab a drink, grab some food. Uh, the conference is on January 17th to the 19th. We will be there Saturday. So come hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be interviewing people at the venue and we'll be hanging out with cake wallet. They're going out there. Um, they've uh, sponsored us too to uh, attend, and we're really grateful and looking forward to helping the table out, handing out uh, vouchers. I think they're giving out five dollar vouchers for I think it's ten, ten dollars, ten dollars, yeah, 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 ten dollars. So we'll be at the a table. Bitcoin or Monero. I don't yes, know. Yes, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin and Monero. And Monero. Yep. Okay, cool. So uh, we're we're gonna be there to help promote Monero at this Bitcoin conference. So should be exciting. I'm excited. I'm definitely yeah. excited about this. But stuff. guys, definitely uh, hit us up if you want to meet up. Obviously, you'll you'll find us there. But even if you're not going to the conference uh, and you're in Miami or whatever, hit us up. We want, always love meeting new Monero people in person. So yes, we do. And uh, last but not least, uh, Pork Fest. We're gonna be there too. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's yeah, not till June. That's not till June. So I guess we're it's a little on the early side. But get your tickets, and uh, we've uh, reserved two campgrounds there. Yeah, they're going to sell out super fast. I mean, we're not, you know, promoting, you know, we just want, we're continuing to let the Monero community know about this because we're going for sure and it's awesome. And we just know they're going to sell out super fast. So if you're considering doing it, do it ASAP and hit us up so we can coordinate. We can all be together. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just go to porkfest.com and uh, just check it out. Um, 
And yeah, I guess uh, other than that, uh, well, we're going to be publishing a new interview with Chad Thackray. Um, that interview will be posted hopefully by this weekend. So awesome. Yeah. Really you interview. guys are going to, it's, you're going to like it. It's, we talk some big numbers with Monero's potential future price. Uh, Chad basically analyzes blockchain data, uh, on chain data. So with Bitcoin, obviously that makes a lot of sense because you can see the amount of, uh, money that's flowing through the network with Monero, not as easy to analyze not as much to analyze uh so he analyzes transaction count but then he does some interesting things with that uh and he has some interesting charts and predictions with regards to monero's price Ooh, uh, some some big numbers some big numbers it got me all excited <laughs> whether or not any of it's uh you know accurate but no he uh he he it was expressed very well so you guys i think your guys are going to appreciate that interview it's exciting awesome yeah i'll be publishing it probably today or tomorrow latest but this weekend so stay tuned guys um and i guess with that uh that's that's it with the chit chat there's nothing else you would like to talk about really i would i would but let's move on let's move on oh no <laughs> doug always has something to say so with that gonna i'm gonna move, fast, move on to the price segment my guy the monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by local monero avoid using kyc exchanges buy and sell monero directly for fiat peer-to-peer Right. Hello. How do you do? I'm doing great. Wish you all a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, man. Happy I'm happy the setup year. just works out of the box. So it's good for me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Awesome, well, man. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. I know. We really appreciate no, it. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Scared away a lot of people, I guess, in the mm -hmm. markets. So let me begin the, the prize report. So this is the eighth price report. Uh, in this, I'm going to discuss the, as usual, like the uh, the fundamental scenario of the market sentiment, uh, then the price analysis and possible scenarios as to, you know, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of weeks with respect to price. So let's see which direction we are most probably heading into and some future on-chain projections. And just to begin with, uh, this is like this is an interesting chart I found, which was the Bitcoin fear and greed index temperature. So when where we see the red dots, it means it's kind of getting overheated, and where we see blue dots, it's basically um, in a bearish territory or oversold territory. So this is what happened uh, during the COVID crash. We had a sudden crash. And then we were, you know, you can see the blue dots, the same scenario repeated in the China ban, uh, pretty much the same kind of fear. And we are heading kind of into, you, you can still see the blue dots as well as, you know, the, the some remnants of yellow dots. So we are in, in the midst region of, let's say around here, I would say like if we kind of mirror image that, uh, but we are kind of sticking at the support as we speak. And of course, the next support is the China band support, which is around 30,000. So I'm just going to go into that. And recently, we also, uh, last couple of days, we also heard about Kazakhstan uh, shutting off their uh, electricity, etc., which affected the miners because Kazakhstan is uh, like number two hub for the Bitcoin miners there. So, yeah, regarding the fear index, it's pretty crazy because we are at 10 and we hardly ever in the history of um, you know the crypto markets we rarely see a single digit number so we are actually there at, as we speak 
And uh, it's, this is something like the uh, June, July of this year repeating. And of course, as per human psychology, we cannot stay at this level forever. So we are going to like bounce on and off at this levels and we're going to go back up. When that happens, uh, only time will tell. And if we look at, this is an interesting chart, the, the total crypto market cap, because this uh, pretty much mimics uh, what the entire cryptocurrency market has been doing. As we know, 3 trillion was the uh, market top uh, that was around here. And if you see this, uh, this is a special RSI indicator, which uh, clearly tells uh, which kind of, uh, are we in a bullish pattern or bearish pattern? And in the, you can just see the whole history of this. This is a pretty, I, I had found this, uh, took a hook into trading view. Uh, you can just see any pattern from the past. Uh, it clearly depicts uh, a bullish scenario or a bearish scenario. So wherever, whenever we see red, and especially when this um, part of um, the red uh, region increases in, in its width, that is when we... Uh, end up seeing a more of a bearish momentum. And that is exactly pretty much what is happening at this stage. It's it's kind of increasing in its width. We want to wait until the time where uh, the width starts reducing and then going back up into green. So mm -hmm. that is what happens. It's kind of like a cup formation. So we have not seen that yet. So I would like, let's say in the best scenario, we go back and we start seeing green candles. But you should also notice that these are called Heiken Ashi candles, which clearly depict the trends. You see that we don't have red in between. So we see a complete uh, green and then red, green and red right now. So I, I would expect something like in the best case scenario, we uh, you know consolidate and then we start seeing green or then we start seeing red. So we have to see where we go from here. <clears throat> and... Um, Especially about the expected support, we are exactly at uh, 1.9 trillion plus minus, which is around 40,000 US dollars for Bitcoin, which is again the support for Bitcoin. And this is the next support where, you know, we, we had the China ban and this was 1.15 trillion dollars. And I would say this is a major support. This should never be broken, but I don't see this getting broken like this, just a personal point of view. I, I won't even say that this is getting broken because this is like a double bottom if um, we are able to bounce back. But we saw in the last couple of days, uh, we don't really see a buy buying momentum at this point in stage. Uh, I would have expected something like a you know sharp bounce back from here that will really indicate that we are kind of seeing the bottom, but I don't see that yet. Hmm. So it could be that it fears away some retail investors and then bounces back. Uh, it could also be in between, but uh, we have to see how much volume comes. But I don't really see too much of buying momentum at this stage. Um, again, this is an interesting part, saying that we are in kind of like an oversold territory. There's the Bollinger Band. We are at the uh, bottom of the Bollinger Band. And you would also see in the past when we had this China for, I believe, over here, which we were in the bottom of the Bollinger Band, then we rose back up. So there is a high probability that this is like a very, very good support. And if it breaks down, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think we have any kind of support in between 40,000 and 30,000. Um, if we break down below with greater volumes, then we might see this in a short period of time. Um, testing it right now, right? The 
the, the 40,000. Yeah, we are, we are flirting with this particular support right now. So I think we should be here. And uh, a lot of people are also skeptical at this stage to enter. So they want to like wait and watch. So everybody's waiting and watching. But again, the long-term investors are not selling. That's a bit ironical thing. They're actually accumulating at this stage. So because they have a long-term view and they can't really sell because of taxes. So they want to hold for a few years. As far as the Monero price is concerned, again, uh, I think I mentioned in the previous part that um, 220 is an important resistance. And if we break that, we're going to flirt between the 180 to 220. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Um, so yeah, I, I won't really say it's, uh, it is oversold for Monero, but again, uh, it's acts on in reflection of the entire market. So we have to focus on where this total crypto market cap is going. I think this is a very good indicator. We have a few weeks of consolidation. And as far as the XMR BTC chart is concerned, this is an interesting point. Because a couple of weeks uh, before, I noticed that we are starting to see the green Heikenashi candles. And we, uh, let me focus on that. We see a full candle here, and we nice. see another full candle. So that means, and also the signal line has, uh, you know, breached above. So that is a clear indication that it's gaining strength as against BTC. You would also see whenever we get full green candles, um, we always go back above BTC. So at this point in time, it might be better holding Monero against Bitcoin, uh, at least in theory. Um, let's see what's in the overall space so if we consider btc as the market driver at the moment this is an interesting chart this is a uh, johu's bitcoin mempool statistics he's a computer scientist who also found some vulnerabilities in the trezor hardware wallet before um, so he does pretty good work in terms of mathematical modeling so we see here in january 2018 the mempool size, which is uh, nothing but the amount of transactions that are waiting in the memory pool of Bitcoin blockchain to be confirmed. So when there is a lot of activity in the Bitcoin blockchain, this really shoots up. And that is exactly when we saw the all-time highs for Bitcoin around January 2018, December, January, uh, December 2017, uh, January 2018. And this is exactly what happened in... Uh, you know, in the April, May of this year, or the previous year, sorry, 2021, where we saw a lot of activity. So a lot of people were moving into Bitcoin, trying to get altcoins and a lot of activity between exchanges. So this is when uh, the, the, the transaction fees also increased and then it came back down. And right now, if you see, there isn't too much of activity. That means people are just waiting and watching. So this is what this is. Um, yeah, a couple of more things. This is like I was checking out some analysis from other trading uh, on trading views from other analysts. This was an interesting thing that caught my eye. Uh, this says that we are around at $40,000. We might see a dead cat bounce that is touching $45,000, losing steam, and then again trying to test for the third time this particular bottom uh, where, you know, uh, the, the it shakes out the retail investors and uh, then there is an accumulation of um, of power and then it goes back up this to me seems like a possible scenario what's that bottom there what's that number well 
Well, we can't really give a number per se because uh, markets can be irrational longer than we can expect. So it's it says around thirty nine thousand, but it's I, I think it's all about the weekly close, what value it actually closes on the week. So it could also be that it goes to thirty five thousand and then it bounces back. I would like that kind of a scenario because I really would like to see a sharp bounce back because that really shows that there is a lot of volume, a buy volume at that particular level. Uh, and this one was a, a bearish um, trading analyst who says that there is a good volume around 47, 48,000 if we go back up there. But if you are not able to sustain this 40,000 for long enough, uh, we are basically on a descending avenue, going down to 30,000, testing that, and he calls that as the first bottom. Uh, but again, we should not really believe too much because we don't have too, too much of indication for a, a bearish phase as yet. Although people have been predicting that uh, the global stock market is going to crash uh, anytime in 2022, including Elon Musk and not later, not later than 2023. Yes, that could be the case, but I think we are just starting out to 2022. So we should not <laughs> directly head into the bearish case without too much of data points. And well, the last thing was, um, this is something related to Monero, not exactly related to price. I was checking out the total transaction growth of Monero uh, over every two year period. So uh, I saw that this is this data is not really made up. So I had downloaded the uh, Monero's blockchain, all the data from that till today. And if you see that every two years, the number of transactions uh, increases by three times. Mm. So this is where we are right now. Uh, from second transactions in a year. And uh, in another two years time, that is by end of 2023, uh, we would be seeing something like, if, if this is a history is an indication, then we would see three times. And this graph is uh, non-linear, it's not exponential, although it may look so. So that means we can capture 20% of Bitcoin's uh, transactions in the coming, let's say one and a half to two years. Wow. Or less. That's significant. And also, this one was interesting. The total Monero total transactions. Uh, one second, let me go for this one. This is the blockchain size as how the blockchain size is increasing over time. And it was kind of going okay, but I think this also has a direct correlation with the number of transactions. So as the number of transactions in the Monero blockchain starts increasing over time, the size of the blockchain also increases in, in gigabytes. And this is uh, like a pretty uh, good indication, I believe. We were kind of flat before. Uh, the, on the y-axis is the blockchain size in gigabytes that you know people run full nodes, so they need to download the full blockchain. This is one terabyte, and this is total transactions. So let's say hypothetically, a lot of people come into the Monero ecosystem and the number of transactions just goes exponentially crazy. What will happen is suddenly it will, uh, you know, the, the blockchain size will, of course, increase. And the the only worry, not really a worry, it's, it's, it's a small worry at the moment, but which can, um, if I extrapolate this worry for the future, um, seeing the monitor's growth in terms of transactions, this can kind of go non-linear and exponential. So I think the devs and everybody 
are probably doing something about it. But this was just something to share for the viewers. Um, yes, any questions, perhaps? And this. No, I think, I think it was great. I love what you're doing, man. All good stuff. So, what, what do you think of these these calls to potentially dipping down to you know the 20k area for Bitcoin? You think that's uh, in the cards at all, or that's way too extreme? I think this kind of speaks for itself. Uh, like people start accumulating when there is a lot of fear in the markets. I think the, the main fear is about the stock market crash, mm -hmm. the global financial meltdown, so to speak. Uh, I think if that comes, anything is possible. We can go to 20,000, certainly for sure. But uh, the question is, is that happening as we speak right now? Uh, the answer is yes, it will happen, but no at the moment, no as of today. So yes, we could go to 20,000, why not? I think that will be like an oversold territory, great time to accumulate. Um, but I don't see that happening like tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. A fungible. Thank you so much, man. Oh, yes. My pleasure. You, Thank you. you so I, we greatly appreciate your efforts. We know this takes a lot of work. Um, and I think I think it's uh, great for the show. People get uh, It's also fun to present. So thank you so awesome. much. Awesome, Thank you so, Thank you so much, much again. Thank you. Best. Yeah. I'll uh, tune in offline. You, you have a you have like a Monero tip address we could post or something where people can send send you some tips. Oh, I don't have it right now. Probably I will. I okay, will, we'll uh, send, uh, send it to me. And I'll send, I'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah, and obviously we'll we'll continue to send our tips as well. Awesome, thank you so much. Thank All right, you so much, thank man. you. All right. All right. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a lot of work. righty, so let's move on to our uh, guest segment. Yeah, let's keep it going. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All righty, we have our guest Tim Sutinen. How do we pronounce the name? Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim, can uh, you hear us? Tim, can you hear us? Hello. Hello? Is he looking? I don't know. He's uh, muted. Oh, I think he's mute. Well, I'll unmute him here. Hello? I'm not hearing you now, so. You don't um, hear us? We hear, we hear you. We hear you. Uh-oh. Give it a shot. When you... Oh. Uh... I don't even know if he can... He's saying he can't hear us. He can't hear us? You want to yes. take a take a minute with that? We could. How do we pronounce the name? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, we're delayed now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mute him. Maybe we could um. Log wanna... off. Maybe he can log off. Yeah. And log. And we could bring Vic up. Doesn't Vic want to uh, announce something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vic. Well, I see Justin's on here. Uh, Vic or Justin? I assume. Uh, I think. Hold on. Let me put the link because I think um, Vic is in the chat. Maybe Justin. Yeah, Anyone? Let's, let's do that. What Sorry. about now? Are you hearing okay. me now? Yeah, oh yeah, we got you now. Oh yeah, we got you now. Okay. okay. But I'm not hearing you. Oh no. Maybe take off. Let's, let's bring let's bring uh, Justin up while he yes, tries right. to uh, figure it out a little bit. Okay. I don't know why he's not hearing us. He's not hearing us. Yeah. All right. Hello, Justin. <clears throat> How's it going? Is Justin there? <laughs> no one's not. 
<laughs> Everyone's on it's standby. Vic, well, Vic is walking his. Dog. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so know. we're ha we're having some tough technical difficulties with our with our guests. So uh, I know Cake wanted to make an announcement. Yeah, I definitely want to wait for Vic for that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, he was uh walking his. I guess let's do the news segment. What about right? now? Can you hear us, Tim? No, he cannot hear us. He cannot hear us. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? We hear you, yeah, Tim. You can't hear, hear us. All right, we'll do the news. Yeah, we'll do the news. news. Yeah. I like like yeah, we're yeah. a really good <laughs> real show here. A we'll do a live. We'll do a live. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the it. Monerotopia Weekly News segment is sponsored by IVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. IVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an IVPN service today anonymously with Monero. Ooh, that makes, that makes me want to purchase it. Okay, okay count on. <laughs> All right, let's go through the news fast. What's the first thing I so, uh, Hold on, I got to mute him again. Okay. Okay, now here we go. So it looks like if you want to scroll down a little bit, Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App will now have to report transactions totaling more than six hundred dollars to the IRS. Um, yeah, guys, uh, we all saw this coming, and now it's really happening. Um, all the more reason to perhaps want to use things like Monero. It seems like we're we're heading to a place where taxes will automatically uh be be assessed and and taken um you know country runs on taxes we're not saying don't pay your taxes but do we want to live in a world where uh we're no longer reporting to the irs but the irs is just you know kind of automatically taking the taxes from us so we're not there yet but that seems to be the direction we're trending in uh and i personally don't think Bitcoin really helps us, uh, you know, move away from that uh, because of its transparency. And once again, making Monero more vital uh, than ever is the fact that we, we continue to move in this direction. So what else we got? Next, Kosovo bans cryptocurrency mining in the face of Europe. So uh, another example of a nation state banning cryptocurrency mining. And obviously, you know, that's going to have a strong effect on Bitcoin, uh, but perhaps not so much on something like Monero, where, where it'd be harder to identify uh, if mining is taking place, since mining happens with CPUs in Monero, um, and it's harder to identify large, um, you know, uh, mining facilities. Uh, so just another example of why Monero is, is built to be resistant to the whims of nation states. What's the next one? We have Congress is preparing an oversight hearing on Bitcoin mining's environmental impact. So yeah, just another example here. So in our own country here in the US, uh, we have legislators looking at, you know, the in potential environmental impacts of proof of work mining. And once again, it's, you know, the this proves that nation states are going to try to impose their will on things like Bitcoin and that if your crypto isn't built to withstand it, um, it's going to be affected by it. And what we've seen with Bitcoin is it's 
not built to withstand it. Um, there's been effects on the Bitcoin mining network because of the actions of nation states. So just yet another example, whether or not this actually comes to anything here in the U.S. I mean, they're just calling for an oversight hearing committee, what that actually results in, who knows. But the fact that they're talking about it and the fact that, uh, you know, we could eventually see a time where, you know, uh, even places like the United States are putting regulations against uh, proof of work mining you're going to want to have a cryptocurrency or we're going to want a cryptocurrency to exist um, where a nation state wouldn't be able to create a regulation that would essentially make it uh, impossible to then mine your crypto. There is talk of potentially eliminating the 10 block lockup period in Monero. This is huge, huge that it's being discussed. Um, it's probably in terms of usability the biggest issue monero has right now we've personally faced it using monero uh, when we're out there selling our coffee or we sold at a coffee at events and whatnot uh, there's been instances where people have paid in cash we sent them their change back in monero because they wanted to send the tips to the farmers so they needed some monero so you know, they paid like $10 cash for a $4 coffee. We sent them $6 in Monero, but then they weren't able to send their tips because they had to wait, you know, for that 10 block lock period, which is 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to build digital cash here and we, we need to get to a point where people can use it as fluidly as cash itself. Uh, and this is probably the biggest holdup. And we're seeing discussion of ways of how we could potentially overcome that. Um, Maybe later in the show, when we talk to Justin and I see Arctic Mime, we could talk about this a little bit more. I don't completely understand what was proposed here. Uh, my limited understanding is that there are some potential drawbacks with privacy. Uh, if people were going to, Sydney, uh, if you want to scroll down, actually, there was a comment from Trevador, I believe. Right here. Yeah, <clears throat> what did he say? He said, since all Monero transactions must have at least two outputs. It would make sense. Uh, no, wait, is this? No, that's not the one. Um, I think the biggest risk is breaking the privacy by default property of Monero. With this change, it is theoretically possible to have a very active wallet with an entirely traceable history. Worse yet, exchanges may start requiring, requiring deposits to be zero decoy transactions, etc. It's a slippery slope that ends up down there with Zcash. So, uh, so there's some concern there that this solution that's being proposed may lead to, um, you know, risking the privacy but by default property of Monero. Uh, and so that's certainly something we don't want to sacrifice. So uh, it's nice to see that solutions are being discussed, but it doesn't seem like we're there yet in coming up with an ideal one. Uh, what's the next story? Oh, just a somebody had posted... And it got a lot of upvotes uh, for good reason. Zoomed out growth of average daily Monero transactions by by quarter. A fungible uh, touched on this. We're always touching upon this. This is the number go up chart that we should be most excited about. Uh, people actually are using Monero, and the growth is or is organic, and we're seeing it over the course of time. So, really, really exciting stuff. And that's it for the news. That's it for the let's news. Try, let's try Tim again. I think Tim, uh, yeah. Uh, Tim, can you can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. All right. Hey, it worked. It worked. <laughs> Finally. 
No worries, Tim. Thanks for so thanks for joining us. We wanted to have you on. You had reached out to us um, with regards to potentially uh, being a sponsor because you wanted to promote some of your services, and yeah. so we thought. You know, we don't obviously we don't know much about you. We thought what the, the services you're offering are pretty cool, but we thought a good way to kind of vet you is just have you come on, talk about it, see what kind of response we get from the community. Uh, so thanks for joining us, man. I know you're uh, a Monero advocate, which is why you, you reached out to us. Uh, and it seems like you're a big privacy advocate with the services you're offering. Um, so I guess you want to quickly just introduce yourself and tell us what what your services are all about. Yeah, I'll first start with that 10 block, the slowdown was, was just mentioned in the in that news news thing. Mm-hmm. I was at a at a yeah, at an event giving a talk about Monero and then I was offered to sell Monero to anyone who wanted to buy it a few few bucks here and there. And uh, it was painful uh, having to wait wait a f- after a few few uh, transactions after having to wait. So that would be really nice. Yeah, we need a solution there, 100%. Whether it's through the wallets or through the protocol itself, we're going to have to come up with some workaround. Exactly. I've been involved in the in the freedom community for a long time. And then um, and then, of course, starting with the Ron Paul campaign, probably some of us got in our starts there back in the 2008 2012 uh, era. And then it evolved into uh, Monero at some point and I did some mining of that um I, currently I'm not mining Monero but I'm I think Monero is the best it's going to be the best currency known All to right. man and it it will be like I've said to many people it will be the when the $100 bills and the $50 bills are either inflated away or that they are um outright banned like they did the large denomination bills in India and some other places. Then the only way to do a private payment is with Monero or some other privacy currencies, but Monero in particular, since it, it's the biggest, the best known, and it's the probably one of the least inflationary currencies anyway. Definitely agree with you. How'd you, how'd you come across Monero? Um, well, when you are a freedom privacy type of guy, it's kind of hard not to, not to come across. I don't even remember, but, um, it was somewhere 2016, 17 timeframe. And did you, did you start off as a Bitcoiner and find your way there? Or was it, uh, more through the, like you said, through the privacy scene that you discovered Monero? It was through, I, I held Monero before I held uh, Bitcoin. Oh, nice. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, this uh, the business of ours, we do we sell privacy phones and these uh, session usernames at the time, at the moment. So privacy phones are phones that are de-Googled. You uh, take a, uh, an Android phone, wipe away the operating system, load it with Graphene OS, and um, load the apps on it. And then we provide the support for it because that tends to be quite a there is, especially if you're coming from an iPhone background and even from a standard Android background, the privacy phones tend to be slightly different. Um, You have to load apps in a different way. You have multiple app stores to load from. Things don't work exactly the same. And a lot of the modern conveniences that we're used to, like Google Maps and whatnot, you just can't run it because there are no Google software on the phone. 
So we help with finding alternatives, helping people with those, um, everything around the privacy phone scene. And then uh, this session, I came across this in um, September, uh, August timeframe. Uh, session is a messaging system that's anonymous. So when you sign up, it doesn't ask for any identifying information. It just gives you a 66 uh, identifier with the 66 characters. It's onion routed, so it get so nobody will know your IP address. So when you send a message to someone else, the end user will not know where this what the IP address was that you sent it from because it's routed through an encrypted tunnel through three different servers. It's also end to end encrypted, so you can you can send just like Signal or other messengers messengers uh, where from end to end it's encrypted, so no one else can read it. And uh, it's uh, di uh, distributed. It runs on top of the Oxen cryptocurrency network. And the uh, names, like these names that we're now <clears throat> giving away, five of those names, is the 66 character identifier is really long for people to remember. So when you uh, there, you can put, you can buy a name in the blockchain, and it gets linked to your session ID. So like my name is uh, Privacy Pro Shop. So instead of trying to remember the 66 characters, you can just alias it to that. And so there's this Oxen cryptocurrency that's a fork of Monero. And um, it, they've modified it quite a bit. It's no longer a proof of work like Mo, uh, uh, Monero is. It's a proof of stake coin. Uh, but it's very suited for what they're doing with the session uh, messenger system. So those people who are concerned about privacy, they probably should really consider using session. Very cool. And you're, uh, you're, you're, you're selling the session names for that's correct. Yeah, because the, in order for you to buy a name, the alias to your session ID, the official way to do it is to purchase Oxen cryptocurrency, and then uh, use your wallet, which is a, a kind of a Monero Monero wallet that has been modified to work with Oxen, it has the capability of doing the linking right in the wallet. However, purchasing the cryptocurrency is not exactly for the faint of heart, uh, because you first have to buy such as Monero, send it to KuCoin exchange, trade it for either USDT or Bitcoin, and then buy with that Bitcoin or USDT, buy the Oxen, and then move it to your wallet. I mean, that's a process that it's so many steps that it's almost impossible for the average human to do that who hasn't who hasn't dealt with these exchanges before okay. so now with the with the privacy pro shop you can just go there use a credit card to buy it if you want or any of the many other cryptos monero being the first choice so monero bitcoin and so forth that's that's nice. I like that. And so there's no privacy concerns with people buying it through you that people would have, or I guess once they have it, they can. Uh, it depends on how you buy it. If okay. you buy it with a uh, credit card, we depending on how you fill the forms, we may know who you were. However, the credit card company, which in this case is Square will not reveal to us who the person was. So if you didn't give us the information, you it probably even credit card, we don't know who you are. But Square will know. Uh, with if you pay play, uh, I'm sorry, if you pay with Monero or Bitcoin or any other other cryptos, we ask for nothing except 
what the state that you're in and what's your zip code so that we can properly pay sales tax on that. That's okay. the on, only information we ask for. And especially if you use Monero and use a VPN, doggone it, there's uh, no way for us to link you to anything. Right, right, right. And then once people have the name have the name from you, they can move it to another wallet, you were saying? so. No, it goes to your own wallet. What you do is that you, you download the wallet software first, and then you when you buy it, you link it to the to the wallet that you uh, want it to go to. And and that's it. You link you put the wallet ID, you put your um, a wallet address, public public key, and then the um, session address and the name that you want. Register and boom, it's done. We do the work in the background. We take that wallet address and we assign it assign the name to your wallet so it goes straight to your wallet and if you ever need to change it you can you can do it any changes that you want if you want to sell it to someone else or you want to you want to link it to a different session id you can do that in your own wallet awesome uh so yeah you said you're you were down to give away give away five of these that's that's really nice of you um maybe the first five people to email me gets it or i would say maybe they tweet it out so first five people on twitter to tweet to monerotopia uh, and say, you know, give me my give free, me. <laughs> my free session name. Uh, the first five Fine. we get, we'll we'll send it to you guys. Ooh, um, so go guys, put go. It, put it in the notes too. Go for it, guys. Uh, thank you so much, man. This is great. So, uh, anything else you want to say about the privacy phone so people can can purchase them from you? Yes, so they're already formatted. Um, well, you yeah. can do it in a couple of ways. You can format. We can. If you are truly paranoid, uh, we can sell you the phone factory, factory uh, sealed, mm -hmm. and ship it to you. And then once you get it, uh, you can either set it up yourself, or that we can uh, hop in your computer and install the software, load up all the apps, and train you on it. So that way, you don't have to trust. You can watch every move that we make. And you don't have to trust us. However, most people end up buying it with preloaded. But those who are truly concerned about privacy, I don't blame them. I mean, why trust anyone if you don't have to? Right, right, right. Isn't right, that so what, what cryptocurrencies and Monero is all about? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, th I think it's cool. I, I like the idea that you, you've made it, you simplified it so people can, you know, that maybe aren't super techie can, you know, get one of these degoogled phones. Um, I think people like Sunita and I fall into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, anybody that wants, that has any questions for Tim, jump up on stage. You could ask him about it um, and we could uh, talk about it a little bit, especially with regards to the privacy phones. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it. I mean, we could jump into the on stage portion. Tim, you want to you bring anything else up? Nope, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, thanks for coming Very on. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Out. Uh, yeah, just continue. hang out, stay on stage, and yeah. we'll, we'll bring people up. Yeah, guys, if you have questions for Tim, especially with regards to the privacy phones, um, please jump on up and ask him a question or okay. put it in the, you know, send, send a question in the uh, comments. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. <laughs> Never get sick of that. Wow, Vic. Hello, where are you? hello. Vic is hanging. 
is is oh, that a real did. background or is that no. just like window no it's a fake one <laughs> show my show my monero t-shirt <laughs> like superman pull it out <laughs> super fake <laughs> yeah, how you guys doing good good how, hey, are man, you? how are you good good busy uh few days uh big announcement today if i could just jump into my stuff yes yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. that's all you uh yeah we, we just launched the monero only app on ios and android all right yeah <laughs> wow so you i didn't think i'm on the david letterman show i didn't think you pulled off that fast man i know you i know you said uh end of january but uh you, you made moves you made moves yeah yeah so it's called monero.com so a uh, very simple catchy name uh the Amazing. website is still looks like the cake wallet site but it's going to be completely different it's going to be very Monero general information oriented. Okay. Um, not to, you know, not in any way uh, compete with getmonero.org. Of course, that's the official site, but it'll be uh, to complement um, the site, less techie, more information, you know, block explorers, things like that. The exchange chair just broke. We got to get this chair fixed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. So it's already out on um, the App Store, Apple App Store, oh, and right. it's and it's um, waiting on Google, which is really weird because they usually approve us within like an hour. But uh, still waiting on Google Play. But in the meantime, if you have an Android, you can download the APK directly from our website, which will link you to um, our GitHub. Um, I'd say with Cake Wallet, if you don't want to use Google Play, you can download the direct APK. So we're pretty excited. Um, and it's live in the iOS store now. It's live in that. It's live. Yep. Oh, amazing. It's yep, yep, yep. Um, it functions the same way as um, the Cake Wallet app does. Mm -hmm. uh, we took out the buy Bitcoin, like buy Litecoin feature, obviously, because that doesn't make sense to do that. We left the exchange in there. Um, because even before, even in Cake Wallet, when it was purely a Monero only app, the exchange was quite popular. Mm -hmm. um, so we left that in there because Monero Maxis will definitely still probably want to convert their surveillance coins to uh, Monero. So we wanted to leave that feature in there. Um, a new feature we added, you can change the uh, name of your wallet. Not change, you can create a name for your wallet when you create a wallet. Mm -hmm. And when you restore a wallet, you can ch change oh, the name. Nice. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'm excited about Sineer's that. Yeah, I like that. About that. The lack of the ability to Because you had it originally. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, we had it originally. And then, and then when we switched over away. to Flutter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's back. Hold so, on, hold on, I mean, you'll, you'll just have to restore the wallet to be able to uh, to do that. What would you say? <laughs> and I said, yay, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Doug, this one's for you. All right, Monero Maxi. <laughs> I'll be the, I'll be the only user. Just just me, me and Sunil. No, yeah, so far uh... we have one download just now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, oh, someone's asking. Here. I think Is it's it going to be Android? quite popular, Vic, uh, among the Monero Monero enthusiasts. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's going to be on F Droid. Um, at some point, we're working on that. Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, you know, since since we have the direct APK download, you, you can immediately get it there. Uh, you don't have to wait for the F-Droid. 
Beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Excited to use it, excited to promote it. I love the fact that we could just tell people to go to Um, Mm Monero.com. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And so, like you said, so the site will be more than just, hey, here's the app. It's also going to explain Monero, right? So it'll be kind of a resource. Right. I mean, you'll only see the app. There'll be a download section, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, where we'll list not only Cake Wallet and and Monero.com wallet, but other Monero wallets as well. Oh, wow. So, the, okay. yeah, yeah. The Monero.com site is not going to be purely for us. It's it's going to be more, like I said, just general information, education, downloads, videos, guides, calendar, um, more of a community type site. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I know yeah. I know that, that that site wasn't too cheap, right? It was uh, somebody was holding out with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Com? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, t- I told you a long time ago when I bought it, but uh, um, wanted to keep it under wraps until we until we had this Monero only wallet. Um, and that was actually the plan when I bought Monero.com. That was the plan to have a more Monero pure wallet, which we finally did. Uh, we did it faster than we anticipated because uh, obviously the community spoke out and we wanted to listen. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Very exciting. <clears throat> Thank you, Vic. Thank you, Cake Wallet. We're excited yeah, to be here. We'll have to make a new uh, animated logo for you for your intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had, yeah, we, we had the original we'll, we'll one. That, that was that the original okay. logo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, what is the logo for the new? Is it? Is we, it's the old. It's the old logo. Oh, amazing. <gasps> Yay! Nice. Yeah, like my the original cake wallet logo. My shirts are oh, back okay. in style. I wear, I wear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll have to print more. You now, you now have the hottest T-shirt, not the old one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got plenty of them too. All right, yeah. that's wow. amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm beside myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were saying we did it so fast. I mean, that's the thing. The yes. the cake wallet team like doesn't know the word no. We bring up something to the team, they're like. We'll find a way Let's to do, do it. it. Don't worry. Yeah. Should have done yeah. it yesterday. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> impressed that you guys were able to spin it up that fast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there any, is there any like roadmap that you can talk about with regards to what we may see next for the for the Monero only app? Um, the roadmap hasn't changed. Um, our goal, as always, from day one, which we've been worked on for many years, and we've, thanks to Justin coming on board, he's a kind of accelerated that process is to have a direct fiat on-ramp to Monero. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's our primary goal. That's our number one thing on our, our roadmap. And we continue working on that. Then in addition to that, we have things, of course, like ThorChain, um, which I think will be a great uh, addition for Monero. And also that's something um, uh, we, we've been drive, driving ourselves, uh, trying to work with the ThorChain people. and. I mean, I don't know if the Monero community would like this or not, but even the the Haven Haven uh, developers are helping us uh, mm-hmm. are working on trying to get Monero on Thorchain. Um, so that that's been a big help. Um, and, and we would see that integrated into this version of the Cake Wallet app too, the Monero only, as it was as an additional option for exchanging between. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean. It, if and when Thorchain's up and running, we should see that in both apps. 
-hmm. When we have the fiat on ramp for Monero, we'll definitely see that in both apps. Um, so, you know, it's up to the user which app they want to use. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that wants to jump up on stage and ask uh, Vic and Justin questions or Tim to, about the uh, uh, degoogled phones, now is the time. Okay. All right, guys. And we got, we, got Ar- we got an Arctic mine here. We got Arctic. Uh-oh. Arctic, what's going on? Hello there. How are you? How are you? Well, I'm doing really good. Uh, spent a lot of my last week actually dealing with snow, but that's another matter. Okay. Uh, lots of exciting things, though. Um, I uh, I was listening to the uh, uh, talk about uh, the uh, number of transactions going by a factor of three every year in Monero, uh, which is a trend that I've been noticing. And and that's, of course, one of the things that's coming in the hard fork that will have better ability to accommodate those fluctuations um, that we had before. So that's one of the, uh, the things that's coming up, one of the interesting things that is coming up right now. Um, I also wanted to comment on this um, 10 block thing. Um, yes. That's a tough one uh, because you, you're, uh, you're really a trading privacy on one side and trying versus um, the, the ability to uh, move these transactions really fast. I mean, like I said, that's a real tough one. Um, of course, the classic mitigation is to split up the outputs, I mean, in the wallet. Mm-hmm. So that you have other outputs you can use in that time frame another twenty minutes. You that's been the cla- right. You yeah, that's that a better solution given the trade-offs. It's a, like I said, it's a tough one. I I think it's it's, it's going to be end up probably being a combination of both. Um, like I I can see the concerns. I mean the. The difficulty you get with, with also with these things is small transactions are actually some of the more valuable from a surveillance perspective, because there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, that's some of the concerns. And on the other side of the equation, I mean, uh, you do have the issue of, okay, can I receive Monero and immediately spend it? Before that 20-minute, uh, that 10-block that time cycle. And then you get some of the compromises where they have lower mixings effectively allowing, which is, I think, what the, what people are looking at. Um, I, Like I said, I have to really give this a lot of thought. I, I my, my trade-off is I think we're trading off things here. And that's, it's going to be some end, uh, it's going to be some compromise between splitting outputs and um, maybe relaxing the, the ring signature there on those fast turnarounds, but it, I think it's an interesting topic of discussion on its own right. Yet, uh, Justin, you want to chime in on that? Do you, um, where, do you, where do you think the community currently stands with what's been proposed? For the 10 uh, block lock? Yeah. It's... <laughs> there, there are just unquestionably privacy downsides to it, which can be mitigated, but we have to be very careful. In the current form, what was currently written basically says if you want to send a transaction within 10 or 20 blocks or whatever it is, um, you would effectively send a transaction without a ring, so to speak. So there are clearly privacy downsides to that. And the network tries to mitigate those in a sensible way in the write-up. And there's some 
other thrown around ideas on how to do that. But, you know, I think at least as it's currently written with the ideas we currently have, we need to not kid ourselves and think that uh, we get all the same privacy for no downsides. This is a trade-off and it might be a worthwhile trade-off because this user experience is very important to some people, but ultimately it is a trade-off and we need to be very, very cautious as we approach allowing people to effectively not use, again, so to speak, not use ring signatures in their transactions. Mm-hmm. Do you think what, what Tevador was saying in his comment that it uh, moves us away from privacy by default is a, is a fair argument? Um, I mean, privacy is broad. I mean, Monero transactions still will always hide the amount. They would still always hide the addresses associated, which even the, the weak case we're talking about here is still significantly stronger than the base Bitcoin case, for example. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, but it definitely moves us in the direction of allowing people to record transactions on chain that have weaker privacy protections than they currently have. It's it's effectively a privacy opt-out um, on a limited basis, on a very limited basis um, for these uh, fast turnaround transactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what comes of this. I think there's there are definitely some reasonable concerns, but um, the Monero Research Lab is also... They understand these and they're saying, okay, well, what's the actual best trade-off here? And I think it'll be sorted out. It might be that we don't want this feature. Maybe it is that this is a very critical user experience feature to have um, for things like Havino. You know, it's hard to trade with Havino if you have to wait all the time. So maybe that's built into the trade-off. I, I don't know. Yeah. I hate to say, I hate to sound, you know, this is totally off the cuff, but maybe a side chain. What would I mean, that solution look like? What are, what are you saying? Suggesting? I, I'm just saying that we may have to look at something along those lines if there's a real interest on that. How would that? How can you explain what that? Well, would you would transfer money into the less private chain, and then do the fast transactions, ah. uh, and then move back out again. And and the thing with something like that is that it breaks the transaction graph. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, I'm just thinking conceptually here. I'm thinking out loud, but I'm, I'm thinking that it might be an option. Because, I mean, I can see the application, and I can see it if you can, could, uh, maybe uh, some sort of side decoupling. That may be necessary. I don't know. I mean, but I'm just thinking out loud here. But uh, it's, it's something that's going to require some thought. That's This is kind of what I'm saying. It's uh, definitely a need for it. I mean, I, I would like the concept of saying, okay, I've got a private transaction. I put it into a less private environment to do something. Mm-hmm. And then move about, it back into the private environment. How about a lightning network for Monero? Well, I mean, this is the other way to do it. I mean, the other way to do it is to set payment channels. Mm-hmm. Now, payment channels, if you're paying the same person, works very well. Lightning Network, and this is this is one of the big things. A lot of people are huge critics of Lightning Network, and rightly so. And and the reason they're critics of Lightning Network is because they've got to do this routing network uh, along it. If you're making just payments back and forth to one person or to one organization, then yes, uh, Lightning Network and payment channels is actually a very effective uh, uh, idea to have in there. And it would 
kind of do the the you know do a sort of add-on thing. I mean, that's that's another idea where you go into this other network to do these fast small transactions and then you move back out of it. Uh, so, but I mean, the, it, it's a tough one. I mean, it's a real tough one because of the. Uh, I mean, you're saying, okay, if you do a transaction within n number of blocks with one of the inputs, then you can relax privacy, basically. That's effectively what it's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And since we don't know the amounts, you can't really cap amounts. You can't do anything like that either. So it opens the door, I think, to, to all sorts of things. Yeah. How about it's, the, it's, we, sorry? How about trying to solve it with the with the wallets themselves? Hasn't that been discussed in the past? As well, the solution? the solution there is that you design a, it's that you split up the outputs in the wallet so you can actually use them. And it, that's a very simple solution because you don't have to do anything with consensus. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you do is you take the output in the wallet and you design the wallet to split up outputs. And so if you're going to spend a lot, if you're going to be a, See, in a convention or something, you would split up your outputs in this fashion. And fees are low enough that you can do this. And then you basically have all these the change. It's like making change concept. You, you, you go in and have a lot of spare change before you're going to make a, a bunch of small transactions. So they get change all the time. Well, it's the same sort of idea. So you split the transactions up, and then you could do the, the fast transaction activity. So you can do it at the wallet level. Now, of course, that's fine because you don't really impact privacy, although I, one could argue that if you split transactions and recombine them, you might have some issues. But um, the to me, that sounds a simple way around solving the problem, but it doesn't really entirely solve the situation of receiving money and then spending it again. It actually deals with the situation of you spending a lot of small outputs. So if you have somebody, for example, goes to a convention and they want to sell small amounts of Monero to 20 people, well, they can prepare that ahead of time. You can just split the whole thing up into 20 separate transactions mm -hmm. so that they're ready for that event. Um, and then they can they can do the rapid-fire sales. I mean, if that's the concept, for example, that's an, a use case that has been discussed. But the case where you, you get change back, you buy, effectively, you buy a small amount of Monero for cash, and then you turn around and use it right away to pay somebody else it doesn't in half well. around the world, which is essentially wouldn't really be effective with Lightning anyway, um, a Lightning-type payment channel. That, I think, is the case where it may be just best to just wait to 20 minutes. I I, I don't know what the, this, there is a really a, a better solution there. The idea that you can flip the output right away. Uh, and I guess you can put limits. I mean, say, for example, you can't combine outputs without mixing and so on. So you can take this output and respend it. And then just within that output or something like that, without the, which is, that, that might be a compromise in the sense that you receive an output and you can immediately spend that output. So it is traceable to the original output. And that's a, without in, uh, adding any new inputs. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin, Vic, you have any comments there with regards yeah, was, to the potential wallet? Yeah, from the wallet level, I think we've taken some steps to kind of alleviate this problem. One is we added uh, batching of your multiple send transactions. Mm -hmm. 
So you can send multiple. But just the other day, Justin and I were talking about this. The interesting thing with that batch send feature is you can use it to make change for yourself. So just create multiple batch send transactions to yourself. And it's very easy to do in Cake Wallet or now Monero.com wallet. You just, on that um, address field, you just press on the address uh, address book icon and you'll get your own address. So you don't have to like cut and paste and do this. You can do it very quickly, probably in a matter of 10, 15 seconds. You can create 10, 15 different uh, transactions to yourself and make change right away. I know a lot of people, we, we see that request on Twitter and Reddit a lot that why can't there be a change feature built in? I, I don't think that's something that should happen automatically. I think the way we're, we don't want to go a step further than this. Let the user create how many, how many splits they want. And it's very easy to do. Maybe it's one extra step than, than to do it automatically. It's a great idea. I mean, it, it, this is yeah, exactly what I'm saying, because basically, but it should be user initiated because you, otherwise what you'll do is you'll create massive amounts of dust in the, in the blockchain. Um, so you don't want to do it that way, but it makes sense. I think it's a great feature, absolutely a phenomenal feature, uh, especially on a mobile wallet, which is kind of where you're going to want to do something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is the, uh, to me, that, that's a significant mitigation of the problem without the privacy downsides. Mm -hmm. To do it at the wallet level at this level. And then, uh, uh, I mean, that, uh, and then you get into this idea. I, I think I, and now that I think about it, I think if you we were to take an output and respend it without um, mixing up, uh, you should just add one input. So I will probably feel more comfortable with it from a privacy perspective. But the minute you correlate with existing outputs in on the blockchain, I think that becomes a lot more problematic because it opens the door to what is to to towards a strain of chain in uh, blockchain surveillance, and that is combining outputs. That's one of the strength points. So, so you want to take that out of the equation. So if you just take an output and say you want to respend it again without a, a, a confirmation within a certain number of confirmations of, well, then, but not combine it with something else. Mm-hmm. Tim, uh, you you want anything you want to throw in there as you listen to all this? Um, I had not known about the uh, the. Maybe you could explain what that change means. I'm not exactly certain. I used Cake Wallet, but I'm not sure what that means. Maybe you could explain that, Vic or Justin. Oh, and then Justin, another question. I saw you. On one of the session forums, you were saying that you, you might ask, uh, you were asking about Oxen, uh, adding Oxen to Cake Wallet. Maybe you can comment on that. You don't have to, but. Um, so Monero has a, a consensus requirement that you need to wait 10 blocks before you can spend it again. This is, you know, the way Cake allows users to be more flexible doesn't solve this problem entirely. If you receive fresh Monero to your wallet for the first time, there's nothing you can do before you can make a transaction, right? But once you can make a transaction within Cake, you can send a transaction to 15 different recipients, and you can actually make it such that one or all of those recipients are yourself. <laughs> um, and that's in addition to the change output back to yourself in the first place. Um, so that's pretty easy to do in Cake. You can just click Add Recipient at the bottom, 
And uh, on Oxen, I'll leave it for Vic. It's something that we're probably open to, but we haven't put any work into. David Roll is considering uh, forks of Monero um, coins, but again, just everything we have on our plate right now, it's not something we would look at for months and months from now. That's all. I mean, the idea, the idea is that if you, if you use a fresh input each time, then of course you're not limited by the 10 block limit. So, so the, the reason why, why you want to create the change, and I think let me explain, is that let's say I've got one output and I want to send it to 20 people in a conference. Well, what I would do is I would create uh, 20 change outputs and then I can spend each output uh, or from each output to all those 20 people. And I don't have to wait for the confirmation of the other outputs because they're, they're not tied up in the blockchain. And by the time I have gone through the cycle of the 20 people, then I'm back again. I can start reusing the older outputs with another con the 10 confirmations. So that's the idea of splitting it up at the wallet level. So if you want to spend all these uh, outputs all at once, but let's say it's going to take you probably 20 minutes to spend the 20 outputs. So, so in that scenario, you might say, okay, well, I take my one output, I, I split it into 20 ahead of time. And then when I go into my talk or my presentation, I want to do this. Then I can spend the 20. And by the time I've already sold Monero to, say, 20 people, and I want to turn it to another 20, then by then, the first of the old ones has already got the 10 confirmations. And so now you can go back and repeat the process again. So that's the concept of breaking it up into change like that. And in a scenario where you're going to buy a whole bunch of different things at a conference or something, or you're going to do a lot of small purchases in sequence, having all these small change outputs makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the trade-off, trade and I should say the trade-off is you don't want to make it too much because then you end up with a lot of dust. And so you end up with having to recombine those outputs and then pay slightly higher fees to do that. Mm -hmm. So it seems like we're, we're, we're not there yet, but it's, it's nice to see that it's uh, really becoming, uh, you know, front and center in terms of something that we need to solve. But definitely at the wallet level, the initiative from Cake is very solid, in my opinion, because it does address a lot of that fundamental problem. Mm -hmm. it, it mitigates it to the degree that it may be a lot more, uh, less of a problem without the big privacy uh, downside. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a feature we were really excited about. I mean, in a long time, of all the little, little things we added, I think that's probably one of the most useful features. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you like it, Arctic Mine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it solves, it mitigates the problem to the point where it may not be, you don't need such a drastic solution of, you know, messing around with consensus. If you do it at the wallet level, and you can mitigate the problem at the water level, you don't touch consensus. So that's way better way to do it. What, what do you think of uh, coin control? Is that something we should consider? Like deciding which up, but then uh, it's got a place, personally. I mean, uh, it, it definitely has a place uh, in certain circumstances, yes. Uh, that's more of a feature that I would do in a... Um, I mean, I, I've used it in Bitcoin quite a bit in scenarios where I wanted to enable blockchain surveillance. 
which is very interesting. Uh, so you want an example being, let's say you, you, you take Bitcoin from one exchange uh, and you move it to another exchange. You want to go say from uh, fiat to Monero, Monero to fiat, and you want to do this, uh, use Bitcoin as a transitional coin. And then what you do is you only use one output in the Bitcoin blockchain and you don't let it touch anything else that's in the Bitcoin wallet. And the idea is that that output then becomes totally separate from the rest of the wallet. So you have this sort of channel from exchange to exchange that doesn't touch the rest of your wallet. Now, the advantage there is that if someone does a blockchain surveillance on it, all they know is that funds will move from exchange A to exchange B. Uh, and I'm talking Bitcoin in this example. They don't know what else was in the wallet. There's no link to the rest of the wallet. And that's why coin control can be very valuable. In Monero, well, yeah, I mean, it's an additional privacy feature, but uh, if you really wanted to be totally paranoid about it. And I can see certain situations where you might want to do something like that. Very, but they'd be very edge cases. Yeah, we, we have it for Bitcoin, and it's something we kick around the idea once in a while. Maybe we should add it for Monero as well. Uh, it's not going to hurt. Uh, it just gives the user an option, uh, an additional option. In Bitcoin, in my opinion, it is incredibly useful. Justin, you want to give your thoughts on coin control? Or... I I mean, we live in a reality where it can be useful for Monero. The hard part is making sure people who don't know what they're doing don't screw things up unintentionally because you definitely can do that. So I think it's 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 something that we're very interested in. And we have mock-ups. I've, I've shared those with you, Vic, of how we would potentially address those challenges. Um, so it's sort of an open problem that we're you know open to addressing. On, on the both the Monero.com wallet and the Cake wallet. And obviously, it seems like we need to get to a place though where the user is just using the wallet and not taking extra steps. Well, so. to be to be clear, this will never be like a required feature. Like with Bitcoin, it's buried. You can click on the coin control button and, and mm -hmm. change stuff. We just use the same with Monero for um, at least that base level functionality. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying in general, though, right? So we're talking about these potential solutions for the purposes of overcoming the... the oh, yeah. This this is a problem that we wish we never had. We wish that this is even something you would ever need to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about an update on, on, on Seraphis itself? Do we have any timeline there as, uh, you know, when that will most likely get implemented? The changes are so large. Like... Yeah. I, I'm, it's really nice to see such insane ideas being thrown around because you need people to experiment with crazy stuff in order to innovate. But it's just, you know, the number of changes are very difficult to wrap your head around. Um, the changes that are being suggested for addressing alone are, you know, an entire conference <laughs> just on addressing for Monero, for example. And, and that repeats itself for how we have the selection of of decoys and that repeats itself for all these other discussions on Seraphis. So it's, um, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. Well, well there's, a, there's a couple of things that, that I think we're sort of uh, conflating here. I mean, if we're talking about selection of, of uh, how we go about selecting decoys, it's not a specifically a Seraphis issue. Although I think it will come together with Seraphis because of the number of decoys that will be used in Seraphis will be probably around 64 or something like that, minimum. 
Um, if I was going to wild guess a time frame, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, middle of 2023. We went towards the end of 2023. We might see something on this that's... Okay. I mean, I'm just guessing here, but just given the, the, the rate at which things are coming together for something like this, I mean, you have to develop it. You have to then audit it. Then there has to be consensus on a host of issues, such as what particular implementation has been considered uh, with view keys, for example, and all of that. Uh, and of course, all addressing thing that Justin referred to. So when you when you look at all of this, um, yeah, I, I, if I was going to take a guess, I would say middle of 2023 towards the end of 2023. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? You guys want to talk about while we're up here? Otherwise, we'll, we'll close it out for the week. Anybody got anything else? <laughs> I guess not. All right. Uh, North American uh, Bitcoin will be there. Yes. yes. Oh, yep. We talked yep. about it earlier. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, we're we'll really, be there. really excited. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll be passing out vouchers so you can get some free Monero or Bitcoin in your cake wallet or monero.com wallet <laughs> we have options now. like we did it at, uh like we did in uh, miami last year yeah yeah very yeah, excited we're ready. for that we're ready we're ready Hand yeah. <laughs> uh, ready for that heat too oh yeah yeah really looking forward to that here um all right, all right. yeah thank you so much tim thanks for coming on and yeah anybody tim you want to just mention your your website again so people can go check it out yeah, it's privacyproshop.com. Okay, and that's where people can purchase D Google phones. Thanks so much, Tim. Thank you. Vic and Justin, obviously, thank you so much. Uh, huge news. Excited to go download the Monero only app at monero.com. Awesome. Thank you. Arctic Mine, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time, jumping on. You're always uh, a wealth of wisdom. Greatly appreciate your, your time. Alrighty. All right. I guess with that, let's. Oh, we should say one last time, Monerotopia. We we decided just now today we're gonna uh, raise the prices in a week. So uh, this is your last last chance to get the early bird tickets, and so jump on it in a week or the next twenty tickets sold, whichever comes first. And uh, dun, dun, dun. Arctic Mine will be at the will be speaking at the conference. By the way. Yes. All right, guys. We're excited. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, yeah, go to Monerotopia.com. Uh, don't forget to also purchase Gratuitous Coffee. It's delicious. It's a new roasted bash. So I'm really, it's really delicious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget to like the show and subscribe to the channel if you haven't. So yeah, thank you guys. Ciao. See you next week. Bye. Oh, you see you in Miami. Woohoo. Can't wait. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.